0: Welcome to this week's episode of Stop Boosting. This is our fifth episode in our success podcast series, and we have a unique type of guest today. She happens to be an author of a trilogy, the Koshi Trilogy, and uh, we're going to get to know her a little bit better. Uh, Her name is AA Far, or her uh, pen handle is AA Far. Her name is Anna. So uh, why don't we go ahead and introduce ourselves? Uh, Kana's on the podcast as usual. Hello. Amit here, and uh, we have Anna here.
1: Thank you, Kanna and Ahmed, for having me. It's awesome to be here. It feels actually kind of nostalgic for me since I grew up right here in Scarborough, spent all of my childhood here, went to school here as well, even studied at and graduated from the University of Toronto Scarborough campus with a degree in English Lit. I luckily landed a pretty decent full-time job at my current company, which I've now been at over six and a half years. Uh, wow yeah we, a long time. <laughs> we focus on patient safety not just in Canada but around the world by providing hospitals and healthcare facilities tailored software that can be used for tracking events, infection control, and so much more.
0: that's awesome that's a, that's what you do as your day to day so in terms of your career, what pays the bills yeah. Yeah, I
1: pretty much, actually, I started as front desk and office administrator, then moved into HR, where I dabbled in co-op recruitment, which then evolved into hosting internal events and later moving into brand awareness, which then led me into the marketing department. And now I'm here as a marketing programs manager, working in client retention and managing an online community for our customers. Across okay. the globe.
0: Okay, first of all, that's crazy. So <laughs> started she started a lot of conflict. So she started, she, you basically started at the bottom of your company and worked your way up year after year. Uh, Just like Jake's headline saw, start up on the bottom, now I'm here. <laughs>
1: basically uh, what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So in terms of uh, your career, uh, this seems like a really great company to be a part of. Because sometimes you feel the, like not only is your company making money, but it's helping people in hospitals helping people produce better quality services is your career satisfying to you uh or do you feel that there's more to life than just what work you do
1: no for sure i love the fact that we focus a lot on patient safety so which means like in a way we're helping them even if it's indirectly so definitely satisfying that's Um, awesome But one thing for sure, aside from that, I do like aside from my full time job, I'm also a published author. So like you mentioned, uh, it's Koshi Trilogy is actually a young adult fantasy trilogy. Uh, The first book is called The Silver-Eyed Monster. Second one's The Undead King. And then the third one, final one, is called The Afterlight. Um, Aside from writing, I also have several other hobbies. I'm also a cosplayer, gamer. (laughs) Yeah, and even picked up Muay Thai for a bit.
0: Yeah, me too. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I'm currently on break right now, but yeah. hope to get back into it very soon.
0: That's awesome. Because uh, sounds like uh, exciting, life. Yo, me in Canada. Did, uh, well, Canada, you started with me in Muay Thai. We went to a gym called Bazooka Cho- Bazooka MMA and kickboxing. We did for you did for four months with yeah, me. Yeah, I wish I continued, but yeah. yo, it's university life. So you're a fighter. That's basically what it <laughs> tells me.
1: Like. I wish, but I did go to Southside, actually. Southside Muay Thai and
0: Scarborough. Shout out to Southside.
1: That's
0: (laughs) awesome.
1: Oh, and I should mention, I'm also a huge anime fan.
2: Uh, After I read the book, I noticed in the Silver Eye Monster, because I read that within one day, it was a really good read. I related to it. I, I had a feeling that you might have had inspiration from anime. Is that so when you're writing the book?
1: Oh my God. Yes, for sure. Actually, you may even notice, but I'm actually wearing a My Hero Academia shirt right now. All Might, one for all.
0: That's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) All Might from My Hero Academia. That show is awesome. Uh,
1: Yeah, it definitely is. Well, speaking of anime, I feel like it's had a really big impact for me. Well, even at work, I've created and hosted Anime Club for about six years now. It's one of, if not the longest running club at my company. And I'm super proud of how many people it's brought together. Because we have three floors, and so it's kind of hard to see everyone during the week. But Anime Club really brings everyone together.
0: That's awesome. That's really cool. I mean, to get something started like that at a workplace and find that all those other people are also into what you're into. Mm -hmm. And just bringing them together is kind of cool.
2: That is true, because getting people to join into an activity is very hard. Like any activity, whether it's sports, anime, or video gaming... I it's think it's hard to get
0: people to. You know, I think with anime, everyone's like secretly in the cl- anime closet. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. And for sure. When you bring them, bring it out like an opportunity like that, they all just come out and they join.
1: Yeah. When I was <laughs> start talking about how I was doing recruitment for a little bit, I was lucky enough to ask some questions during their. Um, I guess like their initiation when they're coming for the first day, I would always ask them like, Hey, do you watch anime by any chance? And then that's how I know they'll, they'll give me this one reaction. of like, all right, I'm going to recruit this person into my club. <laughs> give them one week.
2: <laughs> that is jokes. That's a master plan right there. It's like, yeah. you're already like, Oh, I already know this person, this person, not this person, no. but like, you're getting there.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like, because I'm very extroverted, I really love doing things that kind of like bring the community closer. So I even did, I don't know if you guys probably heard of it—the Myers-Briggs personality test. It's really popular right now.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. it's so popular. Like everyone on any app I'm on, yeah, post it and they say which type they are. Like I know for myself, I'm INFTP, and that—that's just one personality. Okay, I don't—I <laughs> have
0: no idea what that is to be honest. <laughs> no,
1: you go on like any social media, some yeah. like in their their, their uh, description. That's what mm-hmm. you see. So I am actually an ENFP, a campaigner, which. I think really does suit me for those who don't know Amin. Uh, <laughs> mm. E stands for extroversion, uh, N stands for intuition, F would be feeling, and mm. P would be perception.
0: Oh, ah, okay. I'm going to go do that test after. Yeah, everyone does that it. I hear cool. what mine actually means, but I know it's like I'm like a negotiator. I mean, like, if I an I E is extroverted, like, then I is introverted. Yeah. See, I can figure that much out. <laughs> and then,
2: I read the rest, but like, it's supposed to be like I'm good at negotiating and helping diffuse situations even though I'm introverted.
0: Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, how did you get started to writing your book? Is that uh, Was it something that you always thought you were going to be doing? Uh, did you have authors that were inspirations to you?
1: Well, actually, that's a funny story. My brother and I were playing this game together over like a decade ago. It was called Tales of Symphonia. Either of you guys ever heard of it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I played, that. My played, played it probably like 12 times.
1: Yeah, I would say about the same. So same. So my brother, Zach, and I play this game almost like every day after school. That's what we would do. And to this day, I am seriously obsessed with this game because it had such an impactful storyline and memorable characters. And actually, as we were playing this game, I made a simple comment to him, literally saying that, man, I wish I could write a story like this so people who are not gamers could also be exposed to it. And then my brother responded, why not? And that was literally the beginning of it all.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. That's such a good story. story. Origin story. Yeah. It's actually pretty
1: epic. I created my own characters, built a plot line, self-published the books for fun, actually. I worked all summer just to make enough money to pay for minimal editing and publishing, just enough books to distribute to my immediate family members.
2: That's a good way to start off and get your written word out out there from showing it to family, right? Because at least they'll criticize, but also... support you in your endeavors that's a good way to start off
0: yeah and uh, i had a question about uh your formal university education uh do you think it helped you uh you said you went to utsc so university of toronto scarborough campus did it help inspire you to become an author or was it your love of reading and storytelling or was it both
1: yep um i would say that it was definitely both because I wouldn't have come across like these mythologies and all these classical stories if I weren't, if it wasn't for my formal education. And then on the other hand, growing up, I found myself in somewhat of a unique situation. So, you see, my uh, parents are immigrants. And so when they first arrived in Canada, they lived with their siblings, which meant I grew up in an extended family with my cousins as well. These were pretty much the best parts of my life because it made me who I am today. And if you ever meet them, you can know that I've always loved interacting with people and just being around people because I was always surrounded by so many amazing cousins growing up. And I'm very close with my brother and my cousins, and I can't be more happy about that. We lived together, so that meant always trying to come up with things to keep ourselves um, entertained. And we all loved stories, maybe because I did, and we would together come up with fun and interactive games. Actually, if you want to hear about this pretty funny, we made our own haunted house in the basement, and then we would try to scare, like, our youngest cousins or brother. Oh, Really? (laughs) Yeah, and then we would come up with other things, like creating our own screenplay of our favorite movies, and then literally sitting around acting as the characters, building the costumes and try to record it. It was pretty bad. But and then sometimes we would even like literally sit around a campfire outside in our backyard and just exchange stories. My favorite, absolute most memorable moment was that one of my cousins, she was getting married and this was a very long time ago. So we rented a private bus and we Wet there together. It was about seven hours away. And we came up with a really good story by completing one another's sentences. And, you know, that was just like, that shows how much we all really loved engaging with one another. And stories were just so big in her family. And I think that I really, well, sorry, I don't think I know. I love how close we were and still are. And I think that's the most important thing in my life. And it Keeps me motivated, confident, and happy.
0: That sounds awesome, and the relationship you have with your family uh, sounds like it was—it was a really good source of like energy and happiness, and a way to keep moving forward. I agree with that. sounded like a good, happy family experience. It sounds like cousins, because like you always try to
2: scare your right? little cousins, <laughs> no matter how old, how old you are get. You always yeah. trying to scare them, teach them a few lessons, and like help them help grow them, because they learn from you and you learn from them, right?
1: Oh, hundred percent. Yes. So I would say for sure, it's a combination of both. And again, going into school, I knew that stories, I mean, stories are so fascinating because we are surrounded by them and you don't even know it. Like, for example, you come home from work one day and then someone just asks you, hey, how was your day? Now you're going to recite the day's events, right? So that's technically you telling a story. Yeah,
2: that is very true.
1: So we all do it.
0: Wow. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> it is. So, uh, well, in terms of uh, your like you trying to succeed as an author and how you got your book out there and how so many people have now read it, uh, were you using your education or was it your people skills and your marketing skills? to network and, um, like what was worked better? Is it sort of word of mouth or is it social media? Like how do you get this out?
1: Yeah, no, it's actually a mix of several things. Um, social media is so powerful in our generation and in our time right now, you can get, you can just post one simple thing and you never know if it's going to become a meme or if it's going to, you know, skyrocket and the whole world's going to see it. Um, of course I haven't reached that (laughs) status yet, but I find that for marketing purposes, you gotta you got to show your face. So mm. sometimes I will go personally to like schools or people that I know and then kind of like tell them, hey, read this book. You should check it out. Or, you know, whenever I can, if I'm sitting on the subway or on the train and I see someone reading, I'll just pull up my own book and start mm. reading and hope that someone might ask me, what are you reading? And actually, surprisingly enough, it does happen a lot. And mm. then we're networking all the time with our friends and then like our coworkers. And I actually work in a company that has over 200 people. And so sometimes I would just email the people that are, I'm really close with, or, you know, with anime club or whoever, and just let them know. And then it spread word of mouth and then they put on their social media and it's just like a a snowball snowball effect. effect. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That makes sense. So our next question is, uh, first let me get, get a little bit from what I read from your book like the main character is like an outcast and like I first one kind of related with them because that's kind of explained my high school experience in middle mm-hmm. school a little bit of like an outcast not many too many friends
0: so what
2: impact do you want the koshe books to have on the young people that would typically read them
1: um the impact I want is I want these people these young people and readers to be aware of the struggles that people go through on a daily basis. I want them to learn how to be empathetic to everyone, especially towards those who suffer from mental health. I want them to not be ignored towards bullying and discrimination. I want them to know the value of importance of friendship and that it's all right to make mistakes.
2: That makes sense. Did you say that's something close to your heart, uh, bullying and uh, being mental health awareness?
1: I would say very much so.
0: That's awesome. I think it's great to have a strong values behind what you do and it keeps you motivated.
2: Yeah, so, with strong values, you can always use that for motivation and positivity to further push yourself in your life goals because with yeah. motivation, will you succeed? Without it, you just sit there and become a potato bags.
0: What do you say? Well, okay. Couch potato. Yeah, couch potato. Couch potato, yeah. Uh, so, I'll ask the next question. Uh, it's uh, Do you aspire to be the next J.K. Rowling and attain Harry Potter level success?
1: Oh, man. So, okay, let me tell you. Just last week, I was cleaning out my room and I came across this dusty black binder. And inside it were hundreds of pages that were laminated and were written by me about anything and everything related to Harry Potter. There were Dozens of games, lists of potions and spells. I'm even wearing socks that say I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Oh, wow. (laughs)
0: That's amazing. Harry Potter reference. All
1: of it was written by hand. So I will admit that I am a Potterhead and also a Gryffindor. Just saying. Okay. All right. (laughs) Shout out Gryffindor. (laughs) So to answer your question, JK Rowling, in my opinion, is a genius storyteller. And I can honestly say that I'm so grateful to have been, you know, born in a generation where the Harry Potter books were created specifically. I don't think I can ever be like her, but of course, I would love to come as close as possible. So, but you know what? I'm just going to remain positive.
0: Yeah, who knows? You never know one
2: day. Yeah, you never know. Uh, One thing I learned from my sisters is... um, if you sell yourself out before you achieve for your dream, you should just believe that dream. You're going to become better than who you look up to, right? Because sure. one day it might become true. I was listening to one person. I forget his name. He dreamt for 30 years of a house they looked at a picture of. It was like a $1.5 million house. And in 30 years, he had it.
1: Oh, my God.
2: It's just you have to believe in a dream. So if you believe that you're going to become greater than Jake Rowan, I feel like it can happen because the book does have a lot of good points and people can, will be able to relate to it
1: thank you <laughs> yeah
0: i think it's just getting it out there uh yeah so um we have one sort of a personalized question i don't comfortable with this uh, which character from the koshi trilogy do you relate with the most
1: ah uh, so this is a question a lot of people do ask me all the time and i find that Every character, at least the main cast, so Alex, Leon, Manda, a.k.a. Mandy, Serge, Kacen, and a few other characters that I can't mention yet. But so what it is when I was creating them, um, I find that these are different personalities of mine, which I literally extracted from myself, put a lens on them, magnified their personality and created that character. So that's cool. I used to make a joke with like my little cousins. Whenever they came over, they had they would see my little um, USB stick or whatever. And they'll be like, what's in here? I'm like, it's my soul. And then they're like, don't, <laughs> don't touch this. It's her soul. It's the Koshi characters, they're they're her. Right. So I have to admit that um, a lot of those characters do come based on like different I find that a lot of people say that you have one personality, but I don't think so. I think everyone has like multiple, but Mm -hmm. not in like, not in like a negative way at all. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of these personalities arise during like the circumstance and the situation or the mood or anything. Right. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I am feeling very like timid or very extroverted, like, or Leon who just wants to go off. He's so passionate, hyperactive. So I would say those three specifically would be who I relate to the most. Awesome.
0: Interesting. Cool. Interesting.
1: Wasn't How about you, Ahmed?
0: Who do you, would you say you relate to? I mean, so far, uh, I guess because the punching bag is right there behind us, uh, I just see myself as a Leon type character. Because, well, to be honest, I'm halfway through done the first book. So I my choices right now are... Kaysen, who is uh, who's basically chased around by a bunch of girls all the time. Uh, that's not me. Uh, Alex, <laughs> Alex, who's, I guess I would have related to growing up a little bit because everybody's sort of lost in their own way. So do you feel that your
2: career is satisfying as an author regardless of any financial gain you could potentially receive?
1: Um, my career as an author, yes. It, it is satisfying even without all of that because my intention was to write stories to keep my friends and family entertained. I've always loved to write and will continue to do so no matter where life takes me. I'm also a sharer, which means anything I do or see, I want to share it with somebody immediately because I find that it's not really exciting if it's just me and I kind of want others to share that same excitement. I want to lift their spirits because that makes me personally incredibly happy. Yeah, I
0: I can see why I feel that way.
1: Yeah, I also, I I guess I make sure anyone who I come across will know about my stories. So um, I would want them to read it. Technically, you can kind of say that I'm my own marketer. So I do that a lot. And I've invested a lot of time and money into them for pretty much the sole purpose of keeping myself happy.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. I think that's a good way to motivate yourself and have the right mindset.
1: Yeah. And I think there's actually absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I do keep a day job because in reality, I still have to take care of myself and my family. Um, Even if all of a sudden my books became super popular and I become filthy rich, (laughs) (laughs) fingers crossed, crossed. (laughs) I would still keep a day job because the interactions and knowledge I receive is priceless. And it's another major way I can continue to grow as a person.
0: Makes sense. That makes sense. That was a very high-quality answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so you. Yeah, so uh, starting life in Scarborough, all three of us started our lives in Scarborough. And considering we didn't really grow up in like super-rich families, or, and our parents are immigrants, so really they didn't start with much, do you feel that it drives you to work harder knowing that the struggles you and your family went through and where you can take them? Yeah,
1: that's a good question. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I mentioned my day job. So I would say that is the result of the fact that my family is um, are immigrants and not growing up rich. So that's why I said earlier that even if the Koshi Trilogy suddenly hits like a global level following, I would still keep on working. So I'll still be working right now. It's the only way I know how to relate. And I know how important it is to do work that is impactful for society. And I work hard to make sure this happens and hope that it pays off. Well, I, I feel like I need something that would push me throughout the day, as well as keeping my mind and body active. So mm. I think most importantly, it builds character and empathy. And when I have like children of my own, I kind of I want them to know how important it is to work hard and to give back to the community, and I want them to see it with their own eyes. And hopefully, I can be a role model for them.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And constant development sort of makes sense too. Not not to stop working, obviously, because if you stop working, you stop developing, you stop learning.
2: Yeah, you always want to be learning because in this day and age, if you're not learning, you're never going to progress. From my understand.
1: Yeah, You're going to be left way behind.
0: Exactly, yeah. Okay, so uh, we can segue into our success-related questions. We typically ask this to our guests, regardless of who they are. Um, what do you believe is success, so in your opinion?
1: Hmm. So, you know how I mentioned earlier that I'm a sharer? So, I think success is being able to share it. So what I mean by that is if you're able to find something that makes you happy and are able to share it with another, which in return inspires them to pursue their goals, I think there lies the real success because as humans, we are social creatures. And I think that the only way for us to live in a society that is always progressing, you need to be able to share your successes with one another.
2: Awesome. That's a uh, new interpretation of success that we had from following other podcasts because other people have said to building a yeah. foundation, having different pillars. Yeah. This is another interesting take on success different that we haven't really had. But yeah, perspective, a much better word for success. Do you believe to achieve success, you need to fail first? And what's something you failed at?
1: To achieve success, yes, you definitely need to fail first. And as for your question, what's something I've failed at? Well, I fail every day. At work, at home, with my friends, in my relationships, but knowing this, learning from it and growing is what I believe helps me to be successful and humble at the same time. I welcome criticism and feedback, and I use that to improve myself on a daily basis.
0: That was the best answer we had so far, in my opinion. And yeah, I guess it is what really makes a person is how they're capable of dealing with the failures and getting through them. And that's what makes somebody a greater person.
2: Makes someone stronger in a sense.
0: Yeah. And uh, what, what, so considering that, what drives you, like, what drives you most to keep pushing yourself to succeed?
1: Um, what pushes me to, I guess, to move forward is the innate desire. And I want to make the people in my life, the ones that I love, you know, I just want to make them happy. So this includes myself. And I feel as humans, we have a purpose. And that purpose is to always find ways to improve society. And that starts with the people around you. But even before that, it starts with yourself. And then you branch out as far as you can. And I think if you give up, you pretty much you lose the opportunity of allowing good things to come by. Because you won't be able to recognize them anymore. Because when you give up, you can't recognize anything anything but the negative and i feel like for me personally sometimes i like to think that i actually have a superpower and that's the ability to turn something negative into positive so if i lost that i think that would be most truly frightening thing
0: oh yeah
2: yeah i think okay. that's a very true thing uh i think we can really... so that's a really good superpower turning something negative into something positive i think that's a superpower a lot of people need to develop because when you have too much negativity in your life, it puts you down. You don't want to succeed. You just want to stay in bed all day. When you can turn that negativity into positivity, you can actually get further. And I think that's a really good
0: superpower that you have. Yeah. I mean, it's relatable. It's yeah. really relatable well, to, be, to, to want that, actually.
1: And yes. I'd love to say that I think you guys, both of you, Kana and Ahmed, you guys are both protagonists of your own story right now, right here.
0: That's right. Stop That's boosting it. Ahmed and Kana, <laughs> right? The story. Back, 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 actually, back. I really I really appreciate that, actually, to be to be honest. Yes, thank you for that. Um,
2: so what is today's single most important goal for yourself?
1: Um, today's most important goal, I guess it kind of goes with like what I said about giving up. It would be to never give up and to share what I can on, to the next generation.
0: Cool. And what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours in terms of your author work?
1: Yeah, actually, so I just did an interview with Creatively 416. Um, So this happened not too long ago. And this was a question that they had asked me, like exact same question. So I'll be releasing this interview shortly. So hopefully before the end of the year, but I won't go into too much detail. So I do want to mention what my top five things um, that I think I find that are really good advice would be for anyone that wants to become a writer or try to make it make it big. I would say number one, you should read a lot. Number two, believe it or not, go outside. Just step outside of your house, go through that door. Number three, make sure each character, no matter how like important or unimportant they might be, or how small or little they are, they should all have a backstory in your mind. Whether or not you mention it in the book, just make sure they all have a backstory. Uh, number four, keep a sketchbook. And number five, write a little every single day.
0: Wow. That's something everyone should stand behind, I those would are, say. Yeah, those are very doable, too. The backstory thing sort of relates to your book, because even... Uh, it's not a huge spoiler it's a uh, uh basically one of the homeless people at the beginning of the book i won't give his name just trying to figure out why he was there in the first place and how he got there and leon one of the main pro catagonists, mentions like he mentions how much he cares about him he, he doesn't deserve he doesn't believe that he deserves to be in that situation made me think like well, how did he get there and it's kind of cool so i could feel that you had a backstory behind that character
2: so in the book you 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 compare you talked about anime, you talk about other stuff, right? And like, just like the pirate king Luffy, he goes on a journey. He meets people. He learns how to talk to people, have get different resources, and how to progress on his journey. Just like Luffy, what are the best resources that have helped you along your way writing this book or in life?
1: Yeah, so would be definitely the support of my family, uh, formal education for sure, um, because that's where I had teachers and professors to pretty much direct me, I, I guess, move me towards the right direction. And they gave me the right criticism. And over there, I also had all the books and articles I needed to do research. And Google is a great tool.
0: Yeah, Google to things at work all day, every day.
1: <laughs> well, I want to say that it was both uni and high school that helped inspire me to become an author. When I was in high school, I pretty much knew which classes I enjoyed the most. Not necessarily which ones I was the best at. Otherwise, I probably would have been in physics or biology or something like that. But I feel, I guess, I feel very lucky to have known that about me at such an early stage, which is why I decided to continue with English lit in university. And during this time, I came across so many stories and folklores, and one in particular stood out to me. Um, I love scary stories and anyone who knows me knows this i love children's lit as well but i find that the classic fairy tales were all like very dark like even like the little red riding hood oh yeah i've uh, I've
2: read a few of those they are get really dark yeah and what disney did changed them up and made them more popularized for the mainstream media Mm -hmm. to enjoy which i'm happy about
1: (laughs) yeah that oh you're happy about that yeah i love the classic old ones i feel like Um, children back in the days were a lot more tough skinned is what I want to say because Mm. they were kind of like exposed exposed to the truth in reality and I find that like a lot of different countries and cultures kind of follow the same storytelling and immediately like during that time I was drawn into uh, Russian folklore as well as Norse mythology so you'll find that these are both very dominant in my books as well.
0: Yeah, we did notice a little bit of...
2: I didn't really see the Norse, but I did see the Russian and lot other stuff. But what what Norse mythology?
1: I don't want to give too many spoilers, but Norse mythology is pretty much the biggest chunk of it. But it starts in The Undead King and onwards. And you'll see a lot of little things that kind of like refer to it. But even like Koshi is is Russian. <laughs> so,
0: so
2: yeah. I'm going to be looking forward to the Norse mythology. Because I love reading about Norse mythology myself.
0: Cool, cool. And uh, I was wondering, is 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 this it? Is this the three books that you're going to be writing, or do you do you see yourself writing more novels, or maybe not novels but other types of literature? And and uh, have you written other types of literature? Like, uh, in if not, like, what do you see yourself doing uh, in terms of this kind of work?
1: Well, I am working on new titles pretty much as we speak, but because I will never stop writing or telling stories, it's just who I am. I can't divulge too much about this, but what I can say is that it is a bit different. But I'm pouring everything I have into it.
0: Very cool. Awesome. It's awesome. Very interesting. <laughs> and <it> gets <laughs> me through the day, and it gets me through just like arguments with shine sometimes. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> amazing friends, <laughs> <Yeah>. amazing bros. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's yeah. so
1: my brother and my cousins. All of them. Want well, to do a shout out to them always. <laughs> they've been a really big inspiration too. And uh, our.
0: And one last question: uh, Who are the three people who have been most influential to you?
1: Uh, so this is uh, this is a very easy question for me. So, Hannah, thank you for bringing up Luffy, the Pirate King. My number one inspiration is Eiichiro Oda. He is um, a huge part of my life. He doesn't know who I am, but when I watched One Piece, he's a creator and writer of one piece yeah um also also very genius writer and storyteller i would say he's my number one because he was a gateway to me getting into anime and due to that i finally saw things outside of books and like the western culture made me look into other cultures and see stories that we would never have been able to see if we if i didn't come across him
0: it was the same for me. He was, that was the first anime outside of like Dragon Ball Z that had a plot and had story. And I wanted to learn more. That's cool. I but
2: agree with that. He's
0: also your sort of,
2: I yeah. agree with that still. And it's, I also like and this he, fun aspect of his stories that just yeah. bring you back and bring back that childhood in childhood you.
0: Oh yeah. And the other, and the other two influences, I guess.
1: Yeah. And then number two would be not too much of a surprise, but JK Rowling as okay. an author, I mentioned her earlier because she is definitely a genius writer as well and I think she is an inspiration to all young people and all writers that want to be you know just like her.
0: Cool. And uh the last?
1: And the third one is my mom. Oh wow. So Mm I would not I would not have been able to pursue any of this if it was not for her unconditional support that I received from my mom. So Kind of like going back to the fact that my family are immigrants, so you know there's a stereotype that comes along with it, right? So like your parents that do come here, they want you to be doing something very specific, like for example, we all know, like engineers, doctors, lawyers. But you know, I feel that I was very fortunate because most children of the next generation not so fortunate to have that. But I have been blessed with a mother who is so open minded and was so supportive of whatever career I chose that it is because of her that I can confidently say that today I am happy.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Shout out to A.A. Farr's mom. Uh, She sounds like a good guest for the future, maybe potentially. No.
2: Shout out to all mothers out there, honestly, because without mothers in our lives. We wouldn't be who we are now. So shout out to all the hardworking mothers out there working hard to get their kids to where they need to get them.
0: So that wraps it up. All our questions are done. Uh, do you want to plug any Instagram pages, Twitter pages, that sort of thing?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. So I actually am very, very active on Instagram. Um, my uh, handle is far, So a.a.far. And then I'm also very active on Twitter. And this is going to be a hard one, but it's Farocious underscore Anna. So far as in my last name, F-A-R-R. And together it's like ferocious. But yeah.
0: (laughs) Cool. Cool. Thank you so much for coming and being a guest on our podcast. We hope uh, the people who've listened got as much as they could have from you. And if not, they can reach out to you through Instagram, I guess, or other means.
2: That is true. And if you're wondering where the handles will be, it'll be in the description. So Thank you for joining us today, AAFR, and for everyone listening. Have a great weekend. And remember, Black Friday this weekend.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much, both of you guys. Um, It was a complete honor to be here.
0: This podcast is brought to you by the Koshi Trilogy, now available on Amazon.